Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And today, we're gonna actually talk about a K-drama. Heyo! Hey! We haven't done that in a while. We were missing it, so now we're gonna talk about one. Um, specifically one that just completed, because this is my first life, um, and we both got really into this show. Yes. Very good show. Good pick, Emily. Yes. Thank you to, uh, the girl who talked to me about it at someone's birthday party. Hey. (laughs) She was, uh, talking about Korean music, and I was like, oh, guess what? I got a podcast. (laughs) We got a podcast. Yeah. You should listen to it. Yeah, so she was telling me about the show she was watching, and she's like, you gotta watch it. So I took her up on the advice, and, um, thanks. (laughs) It's really good. And it's not only her and us that think it's good. On Vicky, it's a top-rated drama right now, so... So much so that they have locked the episodes, and you can't watch them all unless you get Vicky Premium. Thanks, Vicky. <laughs> not salty. <laughs> not salty at all. Not salty Thanks, at all. Vicky. Thanks. <laughs> so this is a very current drama, 2017, starring Lee Min-Ki and Jung Soo-min, and they are the two leads, male and female leads. This series actually marks uh, Lee Min-Ki's first small screen role since 2007, because he's been a big-ass movie star since... Yeah. So, um, good to see you back. He does a really good job. He does. He's a very talented actor, I think. His character is very interesting. <laughs> to yeah, say the like, least. like a like a very tough character to play, I think, uh, to play authentically and well, and you really believe he is like that. Yeah. Like, very convincing. Yeah, so this show basically explores different points of view on careers, relationships, and marriage, and how they all intertwine or don't intertwine. It's 16 episodes long, and it completed on November 28th, so pretty recently. Rachel, why don't you read out what Vicky said the plot summary was? Okay, I'm gonna try really hard not to sound nasally, because I listened back to our episodes, and whoa, the last one, I sounded like I had, like, two fingers up my nose. (laughs) So we're gonna try really hard not to sound annoying right now. Okay. What can a house-poor man and a financially strapped woman do? Nam Sehi, who is Lee Min-Ki, is a single man in his early 30s who has managed to buy his own home. But his mortgage takes all of his disposable income, and he has little left to do much else. Yoon Ji-ho, who is played by Jung So-min, is a single woman in her early 30s who barely makes enough money to get by and has given up on dating because of her financial situation. Through unexpected circumstances, Ji-ho becomes a renter in Sehi's house, and they become housemates. Can they help each other grapple with their own individual financial issues? So, that's, like, the plot summary for the first two episodes. Yeah, like, I was just gonna say, um, I don't think the reason that, uh, Chiho wasn't dating was because of her financial circumstances. There's other shenanigans at play there. Yeah. That's basically the first two episodes, but overall, this show is mostly about, I would say, these six people and their careers and their love lives. And Mm -hmm. the pressure that they all feel for being in their 30s and having to, quote unquote, have it all figured out. Yeah, and they they kept referring back to um, the fact that they were born in 1988 and how that was such a successful time in South Korea. And then things kind of dropped off and they're expected to still be these success babies. And they feel jaded and overworked. And it feels like the reality that they were promised is no longer there. Wow, that sounds so familiar. It sounds very familiar. Huh. Um, huh. So I, I really like this show because they they talk about, 
you know, like Emily was saying, marriage and jobs and money in a not philosophical way, but like in a way that really is introspective and is like, okay, why? Why do we have to do marriage this exact way? What are my goals in life? How do I achieve those? And what is my new path? How does my path evolve as I realize that I can't do the things that I want to do? A lot of the time through this show, characters will ask each other, why do you want to be married? Why are you married to this person? Why are you in a relationship with this person? Why do you deal with your boss who you don't like? Why won't you stand up for yourself in a work setting? Uh, Why won't you tell this guy to stop flirting with you? It's stuff like that. And their answers are pretty dang honest. Um, And pretty depressing. (laughs) Pretty depressing sometimes. The writing on this show is very good. So, yeah, it it mostly revolves around six people. Um, Three girls who have been friends since high school. Yes. And then three guys who are mostly related through work, but they're also friends. Yeah. Jiho's friends are Wu Suji, and um, her her dream was to own her own business and be her own boss. Yeah. And so she's, like, very business fish. Yeah. She doesn't want to date people. She doesn't want to get married. She yep. smokes cigarettes and drinks like a fish. Yeah. And um, is very no-nonsense. She is, she is extremely focused on her goal of becoming head of a business. She is extremely work-focused. She will... You see her oftentimes, like, get a call at, like, 9 p.m. and she goes back to work to finish stuff. She is also... Uh, the, I guess, she has kind of a very, a a strong personality, too. Like, she's very, like, no bullshit, none of that, except when her creepy boss is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in one of the episodes, there's, like, a monologue by Ji-ho that was kind of depressing. Yeah. Um, she talks about her friends, and she's like, Suji wanted to be her own boss, but now she's just a salary worker and, like, a slave to her creepy boss's whims. Yeah. And she's trying so hard, but she's not moving anywhere. Yeah. And um, her other friend, uh, Ho Rang, her goal was to get married and be a mom. That's what she wanted to do. Yeah. Well, specifically, she wanted to get married to a self-made rich man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, specifically. And just uh, be a housewife and be a mother. And she has been dating the same man for seven years, yep. and he doesn't want to get married. And she's like, it's sad. Her one dream is to get married, and she's been seven years with someone who just doesn't think about marriage the same way that she does. And doesn't get it either. Like, he does is not get very it. dense, does not understand her goals. No. Yeah. Um, and... Jiho herself was a drama writer. She would yep. actually write 4K dramas, which I thought was kind of meta. But she quit her job because of a creepy co-worker yep. tried to assault her. Yeah, whoa, that was that intense. That was intense. And uh, her contributions to the workplace were not appreciated. So her, her goal, Jiho's goal, is to write her own content. Like, before when she was writing for Korean drama. She was kind of the assistant writer, so she didn't get to do as much creative work. And the one time she did decide to write an entire script by herself, um, it got ripped to pieces by her senior writer. Yeah. Who, uh, surprise, surprise, is the old crazy lady from, uh, She Was Pretty. Yeah. <laughs> the one who, who burst into the office like, but sure, no, that one. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> it's her. Clocked. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good. 
say he is an interesting character. He doesn't really have friends <laughs> so much as he has uh guys that are affiliated with him and want to be his friend, kind of. Co-workers. Co-workers, yeah. Um, so uh, say he works for a tech company and his uh, boss is Masangu. And um, he is like... <laughs> I don't even know how to describe him. He, like, he has a very energetic personality. And even though he say he's boss, like, anything say he wants, he's like, oh, yes, it's fine. You can do it. Uh, because say he is, uh, kind of a, um, mastermind with coding and numbers. Um, so he's kind of like made, uh, Sangu's business be successful. So, uh, Sangu is kind of a, what's that? Like a Yandere kind of. You know, in this show, they drop the word Sundere a lot, too. Yeah, but he's he's not Sundere. No. He's definitely Yandere. Uh, <laughs> and then there is uh, Kim Min-suk, uh, who is um, Ho-Rang's... Ho-Rang? Ho-Rang! <laughs> Ho-Rang's uh, boyfriend. Um, the, the guy who... He also is uh, trying... He's making his own app, and he's trying to find investors for his app. But he's younger. He's actually younger than uh, Ho-Rang, so... He, he's the one who's dense. And he's loosely connected to Seihi through Sangu. Sangu is kind of his older brother figure. Mm-hmm. And Sangu is also really interested in Suji. Yes. <laughs> uh, because their companies do work together. And so they'll have to do like after work meetings, trying to smooth people at Suji's company for investments. Mm-hmm. And um, they apparently had slept together once. Yeah. And he... She pretends that she doesn't remember. He's, like, obsessed with being yeah. like, uh, no, we did sleep together. But what are you trying to prove? And um, you can just see, he is such a baby. Yeah, like, he is. He cries. He's very, <laughs> very, very emotional. Okay, okay. But, like, I think it is so... I think it is so... Because he's not creepy. Like, I no. think it's. I think it is so sweet how, like, when he can tell you know, Suji's boss is being, like, really creepy and awful to her, that he, like, interjects and, like, changes changes the situation or is like, hey, you guys should go out and smoke a cigarette. Bye. Like, very, like, protective of her, but not in a weird way, so. Also, he has a moment that is literally ripped out of 500 Days of Summer because, um, Suji is like, fine, I'll meet you with you for dinner. He, like, has a full musical number. Oh my god. <laughs> like, uh, it's like half enchanted, half 500 days of summer. Oh my like, goodness. Like, he is that emotional, that into her. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's really cute. Yeah, it is cute. So now that we kind of have the characters set, let's talk about the actual plot. Let's stop at, like, episode nine. I don't want to give away too much. <laughs> We gotta get into more detail than what we read off of Vicky, because that was honestly the first two episodes. True. That, that does not reflect the show. Yeah. They become roommates. They were roommates. They they were roommates. <laughs> and um, his parents find out, basically, and because of circumstances, it doesn't work out. Because they wanted to be housemates, yeah. um, even though they are different uh, genders, but it just didn't work out because of outside circumstances. Yeah. And... They are like, you know what? Let's get married. And then we yep. have to be able to live together. Yep. So so they're like, let's get married. But then they both, like, check with each other. They're like, you like me? And they're both like, nope. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, they, they also do a lot of scenes that mirror the graduate. They do. They uh, do? Yeah, the whole, uh, on the bus thing? That's from the graduate. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that. 
Uh, well, it's a it's a famous movie. But um, Jiho actually has a poster of the graduate that she keeps with like her suitcase. Oh, that thing that's blurred out on Vicky, so I yeah. never knew what it was. It looks like it looks like a wanted poster. It's the poster of the graduate. Okay. <laughs> It looks like a fucking wanted poster, and I'm like, why does this bitch have this on her door? Like, I, what? Yeah, Vicky <laughs> blurs random products out for some reason. I'm not entirely sure their logic. Yeah. But, um, so they end up having a contract that mm-hmm. they say for two years, we will be married. She'll contribute to the rent, yep. and, um, they can live together. And the thing is, though, they're like, we cannot tell anyone ever. That it's a contract, not that they're married. Yeah. So they get married. They're kind of forced to have a, a wedding ceremony, even though they don't want to, because yep. they're both pretty broke. Yeah. Um, He's broke because he took out a giant mortgage to buy this house because he was so unhappy living with his parents. Yep. And she's broke because she got kicked out of her her living situation because her brother just got married. Then she quit her job. <laughs> so yeah well she quit her job because her uh co-worker you know tried to sexually assault her so which was uh and then cool. that wasn't even the tipping point though it was her co-worker tried to sexually assault her and then her senior writer who was kind of like her older sister figure was like oh yeah i can't believe that happened and let's go out to drink so she goes out to drink assuming that it'll just be her and the older sister figure but then it's her the older sister figure, the guy who tried to sexually assault her, and some other dude. And they're they're all trying to, like, brush it under the fucking blanket and make it seem like it's her fault. And she's like, no, fuck you, goodbye, I'm quitting. Like, I thought that was such a strong moment, and, like, I felt... I cried a lot in this drama, I'm just gonna put that out there. But, like, I, I shed a few tears when she, like, walked away from that, and then she was like, you did good, you didn't cry, and, like, I know how hard that is, like, to yeah, be... To, like, put your foot down and confront a situation and not cry out of anger and frustration. Like, whoa. That was very impressive uh, to me. So, they're super poor. <laughs> so, yep. they end up getting married, and she ends up getting a part-time job at a cafe near her uh, husband's work. And then shit starts to happen where she, they start to develop feelings for each other, and that's as far as I'm going to go. So, let's, because I I really focused on, you know, the first six episodes. So, what I thought was, like, super interesting was kind of uh, Jiho's inner battle with being like, I have always wanted to marry for love. And... Yeah. I, I kind of have this idea, like, like she was a drama writer, so, you know, she has written many a love plot line, love story, and, you know, it's been enforced to her, you know, since, it's been enforced on all of us since we were young, that you should marry for love, just in the culture that we're in. Yeah. And, like, she really had to struggle with that to decide if she was gonna, you know, marry someone to get a discount on rent because she was so poor. Like, that was so visceral and real to me. Like, yeah. it is, it is a really amazing K-drama. Like, I have not felt those things that deeply for any other K-drama or any other show I've watched, honestly. This show hits home. It's real, especially for, you know, two people who are in our mid-twenties approaching 30. Yeah. Feeling societal pressure to get married and, Mm -hmm. you know, we we both feel pressure for our careers or lack thereof. And this show got real. It got yeah. real, real. Yeah, yeah. It definitely does. Like, it's definitely good for an older audience. 
I like that it is about older people. I feel like I can relate to their lives more, obviously, mm-hmm. more than, let's say, a show that's set in high school. Yeah, like, let, let me get this straight. Like, I I love a good one-off high school romance drama, but, like, this, it feels real. Just like She Was Pretty oh my God. felt yeah. real because they are our age and it's not like this puppy romance, puppy loves type of deal. Like, it is serious, like, adult love and relationships and i just uh, like like the the fact like i identify so much with jiho because like she went to seoul national university which is an ivy league school and she had these big dreams and like at one point in the show she's like and dreams aren't real yeah like my dreams are dead like i was just like (laughs) oh "Oh my god i'm just gonna freaking turn into a giant crying ball of shame in my bed like (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just like why are you attacking me yeah exactly pretty much (laughs) that they're like jiho was so smart she went to an ivy league school she fought through so much and now what, what is she doing she's sleeping on the street like it's just yeah uh yeah I digress. Uh, yeah. Whew. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of adult relationships and adult love, this show does not shy away from sex. Um, no. At mm-hmm. all. Um, in fact, in the first episode, you see some of that. Yep. Um, the characters, except for uh, Sehi and Jiho, are having sex with their significant others or other people. Yep. Um, everyone is sexually active. Except Jiho and Sehi, mm-hmm. but I have a feeling <laughs> that my oh, turn. Yeah, there she was gonna drop. <laughs> um, yeah, and because <laughs> we already confirmed earlier in the show that he does not have penile dysfunction or whatever oh his god. mom was saying. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Oh my god, yeah. So another thing that I really like that makes it feel real just like she was pretty is that they show real relationships not i mean like not all relationships are we only hold hands and when we kiss it's it's so amazing and then we get married and then we have sex and then have a child yep and everything's perfect and we never fight and yeah. there's never real life and yeah i mean yeah ho rang and her boyfriend fight mhm they they fucking fight about stuff like knockdown drag out also another thing is that they don't they aren't all suddenly like rich enough to buy like these expensive apartments like they live on a roof yeah they live on a roof yeah and it seemed like most of their furniture was outside the only thing they had inside was like a kitchenette and a bed yeah it was an amazing amazing view but like your stuff is outside on a roof yeah no, no one's living grand. Let's put it that way. I mean, say he's apartment is very nice, but um, ev- it's even, a townhome. Yeah, e- even his townhome is not that big. No, it's like uh our canopy apartment, yep. two bedrooms and a kitchen and a dining room slash living room, and that's it. Yep, that's it. Um, very stylish. Oh, and his cat. His cat is so cute. Oh my god, guys, the most precious blue-eyed cat. Yep. That cat had to be, like, in commercials or something. It is the most well-trained cat I've ever seen. Yeah. Unless it's, like, a CGI cat, and I can't tell. I don't I don't think it is, because they, they, like, straight up just carry that cat around all the time. Yeah, and, oh my god, they're, like, wearing black turtlenecks. I'm like, yeah. how's the white fur not on that <laughs> turtleneck? 
that there's one person's job exclusively who it is to lint roll all the clothing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that cat is so cute. So, yeah, that's the basic plot and the characters. And we talked about how this made us feel. What do you think of the different characters' motivations for getting married or not getting married? I mean, Ho Rang wants to get married because she wants society to see that she has value. That's literally what she says. That that's yeah. why she wants to be married. Yeah, I, I, f- I feel for Ho Rang, too, because Ho Rang was not a good student. And, you know, she's she is the manager of a kind of like a boutique restaurant restaurant but you know like that's all she has and that's all she ever wanted and you know there's no shame in wanting to be a stay-at-home mom there's no shame in that so i respect her motivation to just want to be married and have kids like that's fine jiho wanted to get married for love but she had to come to terms with the fact that she wanted a place to stay and she wanted her independence from her family more yeah. than, the, than she wanted love mm-hmm. that she valued independence more i mean that's heavy <laughs> yeah i mean like that that was that was really real i mean her father is a dick so oh, yeah. like i i understand that completely i, I think jiho made the right decision because i think like gut feeling she knew that like he was safe he wasn't going to do anything, and she needed a place to stay, and he wasn't going to hinder her from doing what she wanted to do. Like, someone uh, she may have dated who is more patriarchal, like her father. Yeah, I understand that, too. What, what do you think about uh, Suji not Suji, wanting to yeah. really seriously date at all? I respect it, because every day she deals with piece-of-shit men, and she's like, I don't want to deal with this in my personal time. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, I understand... Especially if she's trying to, to climb the corporate ladder, and it seems like she's come up with a roadblock. I get it. I understand wanting to do stuff for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, I respect her decision, too, to not want to date anyone or get married. She's very, like, no strings attached. Um, She knows what she wants. <laughs> and, yeah. like, I can't fault her for not wanting something, you know, that her friends have or... You know, something that might make her happy, maybe. Mm -hmm. But she's trying to make herself happy first, and I gotta respect that. Yeah. What do you think about Ho Rang's boyfriend, uh, Min Sook, him not (laughs) wanting to get married? Min Sook is like, God, like, he just is immature. I, I feel that intensely. Like, he's immature, and... The fact that he cannot understand or see or have previously known about Ho Rang's goals in life, like, whoa, you're kind of self-absorbed. Like, he's a self-absorbed software engineering type mm-hmm. person. He thinks he's Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, like, he's so focused on his own goals, he is neglecting the goals of his relationship. Mm-hmm. When you're with someone for seven years, I mean, your lives are intertwined, and you either see yourself as, like, a we, mm-hmm. or as an I. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you two separate people, or are you a unit? She wants to be a unit. He wants to be two separate people. He does, and he wants her to be at home, and warm the home, yeah, and be there for him, but he doesn't want to do anything in return. It honestly seems like that yeah i i honestly feel like they should break up yeah 
They shouldn't be together. Straight up. If you guys... <sighs> He's not mature enough, like... No, it just seems like if that is honestly her dream is to be married and he doesn't want to get married, that's incompatible. That's like a deal breaker. Yeah. I mean, and they it, it, they go to great lengths to show that these two people really do love each other, but is love enough when your two dreams, his dream of becoming a famous software developer, her dream of being a housewife, are incompatible? Yeah, and... And you can always, you know, create new dreams yeah. or come to compromise and have the same dream that is a little bit different from your original one. Um, but neither of them want to move. No. So it <laughs> seems like there's uh, two roadblocks here, so yeah. there's nowhere to go. So that's just another, you know, cool facet of the show. And there, there are so many guys. Like, there are so many different little relationships in here. Like... The parents alone, oh the, my God. the parents of Jiho and the parents of Seihi, like, they are so complex in and of themselves. Oh like, my God. And, and Seihi's and Jiho's relationships to their in-laws is yep. fucking, I could, I think I could talk for a whole episode on that. Yeah. Like, I'll just touch on it briefly that, um, Seihi's parents take advantage of Jiho and they expect her, um, you know, Korean culture is different than American culture, but- there you are expected to be obedient to your in-laws to a certain degree. Yep. And um, they call it uh, good daughter-in-law disease, mm -hmm. and where you're just run ragged by trying to please your in-laws. Yeah. And, like, they make her come to their house and, like, cook for their whole extended family and wash dishes. And they're like, you're so nice, you're so pretty, we're so glad you're part of our family. But then, like, they make her do manual labor. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, that's a big not cool. Mm -hmm. And then her parents, her dad is a freaking patriarchal dick. Yeah, he is. Her <laughs> mom is well-meaning, but the way that she does things doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, the whole episode where they get married is just, like, an emotional fucking roller coaster, so prepare yourself for that. Oh my god, we should, <laughs> we need to talk about that. I just, like... Okay, so the whole time they're like, you know, they're, they're, because everything is planned out, meticulously planned out by Seihi. He's just that way. They have to tell their parents and then bring their parents to talk to each other. And every single time it's uh, Seihi's father who is kind of reserved and not really giving an opinion too much on the situation. And it is Jiho's mother that is not really talking and reserved about the situation, but specifically Jiho's mother, like, is mad is mad before the wedding. Super pissed off. Is mad at, um, uh, Jiho. And Jiho's just, like, ticked off at her mother, just like, let me fucking do this. Like, I can't be this pin- like, I can't reach the pinnacle you've set for me. Um, like, I can't reach whatever goal you envisioned me having. And it's all your fault and all this- like, they have a big knockdown dragout fight before the- before the wedding. And then, during the wedding, uh, Jiho's mom is like, I really need to give something to say he. And Jiho is like, absolutely not. But then, you know, she does it anyways. She sneaks off and does it anyways. And Jiho ends up finding it before say he can look at it. And it is- God, it's like, like a scrapbook. It's it's a scrapbook full of uh baby pictures and you know growing up pictures of Jiho and a note that says like um help me out Emily. <laughs> it's like basically please don't have my daughter end up basically having my life where you're kind of a 
slave to your husband's wishes and desires and you're unhappy. Yeah. Um, basically saying, please don't make my daughter unhappy. Yep. Basically asking um, him to please let her continue to pursue her dreams, even mm-hmm. though she's getting married. Please don't have this be, like, the end to all that she holds dear. Please have, like, please let her have her own ambitions. Yeah. Because all of her mom's ambitions were squashed when she got married. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so sad. Oh, and then, like. I cried so hard. I cried. And then, like, Ji-Ho is crying. And um, there's this sweet moment where, say, he, like, talks to her mom. And he's like, I'm not going to prevent your daughter from pursuing her dreams. I can't promise to make her happy. I can't promise to make her you know, her life easy. Mm-hmm. I can't even promise that we're going to love each other forever. Yeah. But what I can promise is that I'm not going to get in her way. And she's like, yeah, that that's all you really need. You can't make someone else happy. Yeah. Like, happiness... Ah! ah! She was right! That's yeah. so right! You can't make someone else happy! Yeah, you can't. Like, you can only make yourself happy and then not get in the way of someone else's happiness. Yep. God, that's so true! (laughs) God, I hate this show! It's so good! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that that was a particularly good episode. But all of them are good. Like, I have been so impressed by this show. Like, there's no, like, 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 dumb part of any episode. You know, you know how sometimes Korean dramas, you're like, why am I watching this right now? Because you're like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, Yeah, Um, yeah, and not to say that this is all completely serious. There are funny moments. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, It's just really good. It balances them well. And I'm sad that this is over because it was super good. I hope that we get to see these actors in more things because every single actor in this was really good. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Like, no one did a bad job. No one came off cheesy. Everyone came off very authentic and real and multi-layered like an onion. (laughs) Yeah, especially, especially the actors that played Jiho and Seihi. Like, wow. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, a little fun fact, uh, the girl who plays Ji-ho was in Mischievous Kiss, the Ichizuru oh. Not Kiss Korean drama. Oh. She was, uh, the, you know, the dumb girl. The, the oh. main girl. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, I was like... She, she must have done that a long time ago, though. It must have been, like, five or six years now. Yeah, because she's now, um, she's 28, 29? Yeah, she, like she's 20... Oh, yeah. A brief note. Everyone in the show is 30 or older, but the actors are, like, 28. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah. Yeah, what would you rate this? 1 to 10. 10 the best, 1 the worst. Like a 9, 9.5. Like, I I seriously can't think of anything wrong. Yeah, I'm giving this a 10. I know. Wow. Emily, like, never rates things high. <laughs> I know. I watched episodes of this and, like, sobbed to myself. And yep. then I was like, God, why is the writing on this show so true? Yeah. <laughs> Like, it really, if, if you're in your 20s and you're feeling uh, the feelings of stress, yeah. like, this is going to hit really hard home for you. Like, yeah. Okay. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, if you want us to review more K-dramas, just let us know. Uh, comment on Facebook or send us an email. You can send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. And uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. We have a Tumblr, soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. And you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, your favorite podcast app. And uh, please leave a review. We would really like that. Yeah. Okay. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.